brothers and sisters of the world. And we're back on time this week. Look at that. Some consistency coming back for the season. The one time I do it, Ian just leaves me hanging, man. I don't know what to do with this guy. Man, look, I just saw a Chelsea fan on Reddit. Come on now. When they, saw, when they made an actual, like, what are those things called? You know, the, what, yeah, the, the director flapper thing. things? Yeah. Maybe one of those. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. I'm going to party city and bring one back. Uh, but nah, um, we're back. Um, I think the circumstances of yesterday necessitated that we had to be back. Cause I mean, it's like they never left. I put that as the title because I think it's perfect. I mean, this it's as harrowing as anything we saw last season, but it's something that I don't know. You kind of miss in a way, at least I do. I, I missed it, but it's back, and we got 37 more of these, so I hope y'all are ready. <laughs> uh, uh, but where do we even start? Do we start with just the match, I guess? I mean, selection was a little weird, I thought, for the teams. Um, that might have just been fitness-related. But, um, Ian, I'll start with you. I know that you didn't watch really any of the preseason, so I think this is a good place for your first impressions for this team. I want to hear what you think. How does it feel that we stagnated? Like, to me, it looks like we made steps backwards instead of forward. I don't know. Chance creation, I didn't really see any, like, high-quality chances being made. The opening goal was credit to Lautaro and Lukaku. They made the most out of the situation. The second goal was, yeah, whatever it was, like, what Dumfries hit it with his belly, with his chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't really know. Um, but in all honesty, the match for me, even though we put the pressure on, sounded like Tottenham a few years ago, um, it was boring to me. I don't know. Like, just the chances, they, they weren't there. I don't know. It, it, it wasn't like an engaging match, you know. Usually Inter, for me, from what I remember from past years, it was attack. Sure, get burnt on the counter-attack. Why not? But like, you know, you had the chances, you had the, the missed opportunities, the missed hitters, you know, something to keep you engaged. Yesterday, I just didn't feel that. I don't know. It feels like we made a couple of steps, steps backward as opposed to last season. It might be due to some tactical um, questionable changes. Like I said, I'm just looking at the lineup here. Darmian starting, uh, DiMarco starting, uh, Skriniar after his injury came back, Brozovic was in doubt, I know. We got the three points. I don't know if I'll be able to keep up with this tempo for 37 more weeks, but <laughs> sure. Hey, 37 sure. more Serie A weeks, and then at least, what, four Champions League weeks, two or three um, Coppa Italia weeks. Coppa Italia weeks, yeah. yeah. Um, Super Coppa, even. There's a oh, lot to come. There's a lot. <laughs> well, at least um, there's going to be just one match, right? The Super Coppa, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, but that's, you know, uh, I think we talked about it last season. This is getting a little ahead, but that's still one random midweek where you're playing and no one else is. And I don't know, that could be a disadvantage at times. But I want to go to you, Dave. I want to see if you agree with Ian or um, to me, um, I feel like it wasn't a step backwards. It was more just kind of a step sideways. I think backwards is a little too early, but I, in on the day, on the day, yes, there were some bad things, but I think it's just yeah. things that are going to work out. Uh, what do you think, Dave? 
Well, I think um, it's more of a slow start, if anything. Um, I, I definitely see why Ian says that he saw a step backwards. Because if we were, if we compare what we saw at the end at the end of last season to what we saw today, it seems like it's a team that's that they don't know each other. They're restarting again. They're starting to to know what to do to learn the patterns all over again, as opposed to continuity. Um, for example, if we want to compare Milan. Milan, we saw a continuity of last year. They didn't look rusty at all. They they beat um, Udinese 4-2. Although they had that questionable penalty, we could troll all we want, but they were deserving winners yesterday, and they didn't look rusty at all. Um, I think that, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure exactly what it is. Uh, it, it's, it could be a combination of things. Uh, the the stadium for Lecce, they were they, they were sold out. The, the stadium was sold out yesterday. You know, they back in Syria uh, after a couple of seasons. They're excited. The city's buzzing. The team is motivated. To me, it was like one of those matches that they were they were ready to die on that pitch. And you could tell, you know, that goalkeeper turned into Consigli. Um, he was saving everything. Um, it looks like one of those situations where we've seen many times where we just bang and bang and bang on the, on the door, but never we fail the score. Um, so I'm going to choose to actually be positive because I feel like the fact that we were able to find that, find that, um, that goal at the end, at the very, very last minute, it shows that the mentality is, is improving. We have a never say die attitude and we try to the very last second, but yeah, uh, it's, it's mixed feelings. I, I agree with Ian in, in a part because it does look like, um, where we, we did take a step back with we, a slow start as opposed to a continuation. But on the other end, I do see why it turned out to be a harder match than maybe we anticipated. You know, they're motivated. They, they have all their fans behind them. It's the first match. And um, again, they're the champions of Serie B. So I guess there's, that's, there's a risk, there's respect that comes with that as well. So let's just wait and see. Um, but yeah, good points, Ian. I, I do agree with you to an extent. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I'm... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, I think it's just, yeah, I I haven't watched this team since the end of May. You two have watched preseason games. Maybe you kept that in mind. Mm. You were just watching the team, you know, through the summer as well. Maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe I had my expectations too high, you know, thinking, okay, yeah. second in the league, bounce back, you know, get off to a strong win, strong start against uh, a recently yeah. promoted side that had the best defense in Serie B and yet somehow didn't, I think played only one of those guys. I think they had like two two fullbacks playing um, in the center. They had a midfielder playing in. Yeah, they were missing some players. Forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I mean, if if we want to expand a little bit on the the tactical choices made, um, at first when we saw the lineup, I'm sure the vast majority of us Inter fans were like, "What's going on? Why is Marco starting? Why not Bastoni or whatnot?" But by the time we got into the 60th, 70th minute, we I, I guess we could see why he, he started he started DeMarco. He wanted to give Gosens a start on a, as a left wing back position, but he also wanted DeMarco because of that of that left leg of his, and that's what created the first goal. That ball up to to Darmian, and then he deflected it to um, to uh, Lukaku. I guess that was exactly showing proving Inzaghi wrong. I mean, right right away, what we scored after what a minute and thirty seconds. So that tactical choice, it paid off for Inzaghi right away. DeMarco over um, over Bastoni, and the goal came from there. Um, other than that, Darmian, I'm not sure if it's a matter of fitness uh, causing him to start over, over Dumfries or if it was tactical choice. Um, 
But yeah, um, it does look like some guys are playing themselves back into shape. Uh, we mentioned Skriniar again last 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 episode. I'm gonna mention him again. He didn't look his best, especially on the goal. You could see he's not up to the pace. He can't keep up with the play, and he's kind of pedestrian. And Brozovic, even um, we know that he was a doubt to play all 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 week. And even Inzaghi said it himself that he he had to grit his teeth to play, or whatnot. So I guess those are many excuses we could have. Um, which means that I'm I'm looking forward to Spezia with like a, a magnifying glass. I cannot wait to see that match. We're gonna be at home, I believe, and that's what I want to wait for them to really make a, a a good observation. But yeah, yesterday was not convincing by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, uh, the last two seasons, I believe, we started at home. I mean, one of those was the pandemic season where nobody's there. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I think starting at home even gives you a little bit of an advantage like look at milan Absolutely. this this past match day um yeah even some of these smaller sides that have done well um we saw mm -hmm. lecce of course perform um yeah so I last think year we started at home right yeah yeah we started at home against genoa, genoa. yeah genoa. it was like four nil yeah, I mean, and the Jekyll year before that, score <laughs> i know i know <laughs> and then the year before that we had what lecce right no that was on that was four yeah, zero again was, uh, I don't. Was it Lecce that season? I thought that was Lukaku's first. Um, yeah, that was Lukaku's first. So first that would have been um, 2019. 2019. So 21, 22, Inter. Let me see if I can find some stats. Yeah. I think it was um, like Fiorentina or something. Maybe. Fiorentina I don't know. Fiorentina for free, yeah, with the Ambrosio winner. That was... Oh, my God. That was that match. Yeah, yeah Fiorentina. Oh, yeah. And was that at home again? Yeah. Yeah, that was at home. That was come from behind. Um, yeah, that was a mess. I remember yeah. that. And that uh, was Loki. Loki, uh, I'm glad I'm glad Aristo can't make it again for the surprise. <laughs> because um, yeah, I would I would hate to have to tell him he was right because he was very skeptical about the, the Leche game. He was like, Hey, listen, um he's scared that we might we may even draw it and he, he almost he was almost right. I personally, I was super confident, you know, newly promoted side and all that stuff. I expect us to walk all over them, but I was definitely wrong. So, Russo, if you're listening, I'll still give you your shout out. You were right about this, but next time, maybe you need to show up on the episode. <laughs> yeah, we I, won. And that, that was his thing last season. He wasn't going to show up if we lost and we won. And now he's still not here this year. No, we need I to just want to say, I don't know if I have around. permission. I just want to. Show everyone this. How Fristo keeps fucking with me and Dave. And now, um, we're pulling receipts. It's been yeah. 11 minutes. We're pulling ever receipts. since he said that. Like, it's like he's never been able to be consistent with the, with the podcast. <laughs> I send it every time. Every time. Oh my god. Um, um I just watched the goal back. Uh, the ledger scored yesterday. Uh, screen yards is suspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He missed the, the interception, then the striker got it. Yeah, and then De Bruyne and him just fluked it up. You know, it's I think Brozovic has, Brozovic has something to do with that as well, too, right? Because I think he was lazy on his tracking back or something. I mean, Maybe, but it's like volumes that your defensive midfielder has to track their main striker because your two mm. center backs are too yeah, busy yeah. handling each other, you know? You're right, you're right. No, for uh -huh. the, defend, the defending on that goal was super suspect. We need to we need to fix it up. Mm -hmm. And again, like Skriniar, he's like I'm not. He's a guy that we know. We know what we have, you know. And 
that's why I'm, I keep giving him a pass. If there's a guy that deserves a pass, it's definitely Skriniar. Let's keep remembering that he's, he came off an injury. He's behind everybody else, and he's playing himself back into shape. But, yeah, he's he was definitely not good on that goal. Neither was DeVry. Um, we can even blame Honda if we want because he, he was slow on that. But, again, um, I know I know Ian's not going to hear that. He has selective hearing. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's keep it pushing, I guess. Yeah, no. Um, at first, I had the same uh, the same take that I, I don't think Handanovic should have been beaten at that angle. Yeah. Um, I had I said that, and then I know a few people kind of pushed back um, and said that you know it was a tough tough one to get to. I'm still not sure. I still think he could have done better. He could have gotten. I mean, it's a matter um, of getting down fast enough, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's going to be something if Handanovic continues to start this season. Uh, he's going to be under even more of a microscope because you have his actual replacement there. It's not just Radu, who we just saw, uh, yeah. saw someone mentioning it in the comments, who we just saw commit, you know, another massive goalkeeping error. Um, we have a real goalkeeper on the bench, and I hope we get to see him soon. I just want to see him in a competitive match. I mean, I watched him at AFCON, but he was still so rusty. I don't think that really counted yeah. much. So... That's going to be something to look out for. I don't think that Brozovic should have started this game. Um, his fitness, we know, w was not there, and he was coming off of a small injury. Yeah. Um, Aslani was one of the best players in the preseason. I think he could have started, and we probably would have done well. Um, but, I mean, got the win somehow. Um, I also thought it was interesting how many strikers Inzaghi threw on the pitch. I don't know what kind of formation we were playing at the end of the match it was just like two zero nine or something like no actually um I, I was just looking at it earlier this morning is he ended the game in a two two six i believe <laughs> um we had uh the vry and screenyar and no he took screenyar off so we had the vry and who else bastoni and bastoni and then um he had demarco Oh my God! Like six people. Yeah, Demarco he, up. Golson, I mean, not Golson's. Uh, Dumfries up. And then what was uh, Mkhitaryan, Barella? Yeah, yeah. I forgot Mkhitaryan yeah. even came. He on. packed. He packed yeah. the midfield and packed the front line as well. You know, um, strikers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it works. So I guess you, you got to give him credit for it. You know, I I, I kind of like seeing that. I saw. I like the borderline desperation of like you know what we're not gonna start the season on a, on a bad note. Let's Let's throw everything we have at it. You know, literally, he looked at his bench and every offensive option he had, he threw it on. Um, it didn't necessarily make any sense. I'm sure it's not like something that he could use during a match, but in a desperate measure like this where Lecce were not really looking to play anymore anyway. So it's not like we were going to be exposed to counters or something like that. So I guess that's why he did it, and I, I, I give him kudos for it. Like, he didn't, he, he didn't like the balls to do it. And um, it paid off. But going forward, starting with Spezia, another team that was battling, um, a team that was battling relegation last season, I like to see us win handily. You know, because again, after the first match, after the first goal, um, we tried, uh, we tried to get that second goal. We 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 had a couple close calls. I think with Barella dribbling into the to the box. I think uh, Lotaro had a header that he missed completely. We had a couple little little half chances, but I feel like if we just forced the issue a little bit, we could have been able to just put the game away easily. So I'm looking forward to Spezza, and I want to see that fix from the beginning. 
it is also encouraging to see that we have a coach now that is willing to change from the first system that he plays because with Conte, we saw he was always going to stick with the 3-5-2, in my opinion, or 3-4-1-2, the failed experiment. You know, he wasn't even the late game. He wasn't really trying as much to change the shape, if you ask me. And even with um, Spalletti, when he left, you know, we saw him play the 4-2-3-1. And when things weren't going our way, what he took up was one striker for another. He took out a midfielder for a midfielder. You, know, sometimes you need the more bodies forward, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Spalletti, the only time I remember him changing anything, he played a back three for, like, 30 minutes against Torino, like his first or second year. Yeah. And then for and he never went back. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I did really like, I don't, not in like a tactical way. I just liked seeing like Jekyll and yeah. Lukaku, like these giant dudes. Like it was just, we're going to put all these trees in the box and the ball's going to hit one of them and it's going to go in. And that's what happened. Yeah. And Jekyll and, even missed at that attempt. Yeah. And thank God Dumfries was right after him, you know, because, um, Again, let's let's give uh, Demarco some some credit as well. I know me personally, I'm always hard on him. Um, he was sending in some peach balls in there, you know, peaches of balls. And that goalkeeper, he was having the match of his of his career. Um, usually in those moments, I remember last season in those moments, late game, Demarco skied those balls because you could tell the, the the pressure was getting to him. So it seems like he's he's worked on it, and and um, he was definitely an asset for us. He might have been um, the the man of the match for me. What do you guys think? Who who's your man of the match? Uh, I had I had Demarco because he started out on the left side of the defense, then he moved up to left wing back, and he mm. did really well at both of them. Um, I think he stood out more than Golsons did. Um, Absolutely. So I I think he, you know, made a strong case for at least starting here at the beginning of the season. Um. I guess we're going to have to see going forward. I think Golsons eventually um, finally gets back into the form he had at Atalanta, but it, I think it's going to take a while. And when you're in a Scudetto race, it doesn't matter if it's week two. You've got you, you've got to be putting your best foot forward every week because if not, then you have the Bologna game. You have what we've had last season. So, 100%. I don't know. What do you yeah. think, Yeah. First man of the match, yeah, it has to be the DeMarco or Dumfries, I guess. He 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 was doing all right at the end of the game. I can see like his his hunger and he desire came, to he do came something. In, he came in with energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he brought the much needed spark off the bench because I think there was like a time where I won't say the players on the pitch were content with the draw, but it just like seemed that nothing was clicking. You know, sometimes you just need like that brute force to just you know power you through. You know. So I think that that that's like a really underrated aspect that stats really don't show. You know the amount of energy that um, that a person off the bench can bring. You know the spark. Um, but yeah, moving forward, something will have to be done. Um, goals in yesterday. I saw I saw what he was trying to do. You know the combinations on the left side. Yeah. But it just like the the final product. You know the cross. It always seemed to go too far. If you ask me, yeah. like, like you, you could see Lautaro and um, Lukaku in the middle of the box, like in the center, and like the the crosses just went over their heads to all the, the way to the wing back. back. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're, you're right. You're right. I mean, Ian Ian is not 
missing anything. You know, as far for for a guy that didn't that didn't, didn't watch um the preseason, he made sure he didn't miss a minute of that match. But yeah, he, he's right. He's right. Um, you guys, you guys know how I am. I I, I tend to, to to try to protect our guys, and I don't like singling guys out. But yeah, he was bad, man. Um, he was bad. Uh, the times that he did get in space, like Ian said, like. He had all the time in the world, and then he just couldn't put in a dangerous ball. And there's one that was too low that he was looking for Lukaku, and you saw that the guys kind of threw their hands at him, like, what are you doing? You know, I hope that he can get his confidence straight, and then hopefully he can get either, like, a quick little assist or a goal that, that works for his confidence because um, we, we're going to need him. We're going to need him. Although I do I, I, I do see a future as for, for DeMarco as a left wing back going forward in the team, um, I, I think I think we're more, we're much more dynamic with Gosens, and we, we need him at his best. But yesterday definitely wasn't it. I hope I hope um, Inzaghi doesn't give up on him, and that he could he could find an assist or a goal, something to boost in confidence and and go from there. You know. Yeah, we're gonna need both of those guys. It's a long season. You know, different matches are gonna require different profiles, and that's the depth that I know Inzaghi has been wanting and didn't really have last season. Um. So, I mean, if he has this depth that he feels comfortable with where he can throw four strikers on and move somebody from center back to wing back in the middle of a match, like, I mean, I think that's only better for him as a manager and us as a team in turn. Um, but spare a moment for Lukaku, I guess, uh, scoring within like 90 seconds. Um, the holdup play that I thought he brought um, – was sorely missed last season. It wasn't like when we were getting pressed and getting really, you know, compressed there at our end of the pitch. Um, it's not just hoofing the ball up to Jekko and then it feels like the pitch is just tilted like this and it just rolls back at you. Um, you could actually get out and get going, and I thought that was something that helped a lot, even though we didn't create massive amounts. That kept us from being under too much pressure when Lecce, you know, got their goal and could have even got a second. I know there was a save that Handanovic made, but oh, free kick, yeah, yeah, that free kick. But I thought it was just a sight for sore eyes to see somebody. <laughs> Look at Ian. <laughs> I hate this guy, man. Hey, Every time you say something positive about Handanovic, he's like winking like, <laughs> <laughs> and, yes, I, and I'm always catching. I don't, I don't think Mikey was, caught it, but I caught no, it. Like, I, I was, I was looking the gears at the were turning for Lukaku. <laughs> I just saw, I just heard Mikey say, Hamdana, what you get to say? Right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no, he did have a couple good saves as well. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I don't know. It seems like in, in as far as the goalkeeper, a goalkeeper position goes, we're going to be in the drama all season because – we don't want it to be a situation where a guy makes a mistake and we're like, okay, we want to start, we want, we want the next guy. And then imagine Onana comes and then he makes a mistake. Now we're gonna, oh no, no, we have Onanovic, bring Onanovic back. I think a, a solid decision has to be made and stuck by, you know, regardless of what it is. And it has to be Onana because he's the future. Uh, but it seems like we're gonna just keep it as it is right now and wait for the first big Onanovic mistake before a change is made. So hopefully it's not something that costs that costs us points. I know Ian won't agree, but it's just my are opinion. we are we forgetting a certain Alex Cordas on the bench as well? No, no, the, he's no. Just, the Cordas is only there to make the to make oh, no. the list, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, but come on, would it be hilarious for both? 
quote-unquote starting goalkeepers to fuck it up so bad that we had to play Cordas for a game. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. I would pay to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't want you to pay for us to have to be subjected <laughs> yes, to Yes, 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 Ian. Oh, come on. It, it would be good. It would be good. Um, no, I just wanted to touch on Lukaku yesterday. So he had three ground duels won and four aerial duels won, which mm. I think is more than Jekyll combined last season. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he also had like 11 possessions lost. Yeah. No, he wasn't phenomenal. Times, so. I don't think he was phenomenal by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad he was able to shithouse that goal because, um, of course, that, that, that relieves pressure and um, that allows him to keep playing. Um, uh, like Mikey said, his hold of play, we, we missed that sorely, and we saw a lot of times where he could hold up the ball and continue it on to the, to the, um, the wing back or to, to uh, Barilla, whoever is next to him. That's something that I think uh, Inzaghi is going to keep using, and that's going to be one of the ways that we bypass the press and bring in the likes of Gosens and Dumfries into play. You know, um, it, it didn't look good yesterday. I can't say it did, uh, but yeah, he got he got a goal, and he should have had that second goal. There was there was an open goal that he struck, and then that Lecce player he just threw his himself at the ball. You know, those guys were defending with their lives yesterday. Um, yeah, I feel like he's he'll be fine. He'll score plenty of goals. Towards the end, we started um, looking for him more, where we're sending ball straight to him and playing more off of him. I think Inzaghi's gonna do that more, you know. But yeah, he he was decent yesterday, but not Lukaku, not what we're waiting for yet. Yeah, there was another time I thought he should have had a goal where him and Lautaro just pressed really well and got the ball free, and I think Lukaku was in on goal, and they called, like, the stupidest little touch foul, I think, on Lautaro. And, uh, yeah. I mean, Lukaku was 20, oh, yeah. yards, 20 yards from the goalkeeper. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, nobody else in front of him. Saw, and, yeah. yeah, that one frustrated me a lot because the ref had a ref had a questionable game. I'm not going to blame the performance on that, but, my mm-hmm. God, what was going on there? Yeah, start starting with that tackle on Lautaro, you know um, – I, I I was certain that he was gonna um, return return um, reverse the call and give the guy a red after he went to the VAR, but he kept it yellow. It seems like the guy could have broken he could have broke lo, broken Lotaro's um, ankle. You know yeah. he had he had both of his legs, so it was it was crazy, man. But give me a second, I gotta pick up this phone call. All right, yeah, I'll just carry it on from there. Um, yeah, the tackle on Lotaro was horrible um studs up first and then somehow scissor follow through i don't know how you get the two most dangerous types of challenge put into one but he absolutely cleared dude out and i don't know how uh that was not a red i saw some people saying that it wasn't or that it was like an orange but if you're endangering the safety of a play i thought this was the whole like baseline of it if you if it's dangerous like a dangerous play yeah yeah I don't know. Um, and again, since we are on the topic of the referee, um, that penalty on Zeko, I guess that personally, I wasn't necessarily clamoring for it. But seeing the replay, the guy had Zeko's shirt. He was tugging on the shirt the whole time. And after the match, I think one of the referees came back or an old referee came back and said that should have been a penalty. You know, um, so here we go again, where if something's 50-50, more likely than not, it's not going to go our way, you know, but I'm glad we were able to handle the situation and it didn't come down to that, 
you know, because we would have been here having a whole different conversation had it been one one, and then we had those questionable calls to discuss right now. Yeah, that would have that wouldn't have been the most fun episode. It would have been <laughs> some fireworks, but no, that that would have been depressing. Um, the the refereeing standard yesterday was very very questionable, if you ask me. Because okay, yeah, the Lotaro first challenge on Lotaro was very iffy to say the least. I do love how he tried to pay back to pay him back, you know, with the receipt of his own. He got his leg <laughs> I back. That, I thought uh, that was like proper Burnley four four fucking two uh, thing to do. Uh, under Sean Deitch, I yeah, think that's that a was... proper tackle, man. <laughs> I think that <laughs> <Proper>. was hilarious. <laughs> Brexit tackle. Uh, but I also saw. Did you see Skriniar uh, like going to Lotaro after that happened? Like basically trying to calm him the fuck down because I thought Lotaro yeah. was gonna do a, like an Icardi type shit. He was gonna, I'm gonna yeah. fucking murder your whole family. <laughs> <laughs> Get some Jazarvis from Argentina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like <laughs> and grabbed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he calmed Lotaro down. Yeah, yeah, Matthew had a comment about that. I just had to throw that in there since we were getting to that. Um, yeah, I noticed that, and, like, they showed, like, a slow motion of the tackle and, like, the anger on Lautaro's face. I'm like, how do you look, like, cartoonishly angry? <laughs> while doing this? It, was, it was awesome, but I was also like, man, that guy's scary. Yeah, hey, but the dope thing about it is that the dope thing about it that is that he managed to get a clean tackle all yeah. while being so fucking angry. You could hear the ball. He played the ball. Boom. So yeah. Um and another thing about that incident, credit where it's due. Oh man, he he is, he is having such a good time today. <laughs> Andanovic at when Andanovic saw that, he left his goal for for a change. He ran up to the goalkeeper and he was really clamoring with it, like, hey, listen, this has got to be a red card. You got to go check the VAR and stuff like that. Um, we always talk about how Andanovic is super passive and the calming presence. So I guess it's good to see him kind of be a little more fiery and um, take his captaining duties more seriously. You know, so close to Andanovic. As a yeah, Slovenian, yeah. all I'll say is we do the bare minimum. We're, we're the Montenegrins of Central Europe. Um, but now that he has actual competition, I guess he has to actually do some shit, you know? Ah, now you, now you spin. Now you spin. <laughs> hey, I do the same, man. If there was someone in my work doing the same job as me, you know? <laughs> Going above and beyond. Uh, no, but there was, there was an interesting thing that the Slovenian commentator said uh, yesterday that, like, traditionally... Referees in Italy demand respect from the players. Um, and yesterday, you could see that the players weren't taking anything from the referee. He was, he didn't have control of the game. Like, he saw the players go and, like, do this in his face. Like, if he tried to do it to the bald referee from the 2006 World Cup, you guys know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. If you tried to do that with him, he'd fucking break your finger, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that was also big part yesterday because the whole match was messy from a refereeing point of view you know an inconsistent and var um reviews and stuff like that i just well when you're a team like lecce i mean this is just kind of i think it happens in every league but it's very blatantly obvious in Serie A, where one of these small teams they want it to be a shit show because that benefits them yeah. you know gamesmanship wise because yeah. after after Lecce got that second goal, or not second goal, Jesus, that would be a bad day. Um, after they got that equalizer, yeah. Yeah, after they got their goal, they pulled off the goal scorer and brought yes. on another center back. 
Yeah. And I mean, that's after you've had these tackles that have pissed everybody off mm -hmm. and your pitch looks like someone put a plow through it like three, four <laughs> days ago. Yeah. Like, um, I feel like, I feel like that kind of benefited us a bit, Mikey, because, um, I know, like, we all, when you're watching a match, you kind of could feel it slipping from your hands. I, at, at that point, I feel like they were wrestling the match away from us. They had just equalized, and then they had just almost gone, gone ahead with that with that free kick. And then he goes to take – he, he takes off Cisse, who, who was a guy that was giving the Ryan Skriniar all types of issues with his pace, and he puts on a defender. I mean, and that's when we started really wrestling the match back back from them, and then it started, it started being domination from there. Um, and again, like you said, after they equalized, they went straight to gamesmanship and shit housing. Um, that's kudos to them as well. That's a sign of a team that won the league, their league last year. They, they're Serie B champions. That's a mark of a champion. That's what you want. Once once you got the results you want, you have to be able to, to, to do the shit housing to to take it home. And that's what they were doing. Thank God we we, we brought it away. But I, yeah, I but still expect them. Um, I'm sorry. I still expect them to go down next year. Um, I feel like they, that was just first match of the season. Everybody's everybody's excited. The whole city's hype. The stadium is full. So let's go. But after that, like, I think they're gonna go down. Yeah, I mean, I guess Lecce and probably Kremlin is a like top two relegation candidates. I mean, we'll have to see through the season. But I mean, mm -hmm. credit to Lecce. Every every team shithouses at some point we tried to shithouse um <laughs> well in the past few years shithouse to get tried to shithouse against spurs um back oh. in the spalletti era i mean liverpool last year Bro. i mean Real you, you, don't even, you don't even have to go that far last year we tried to shithouse a derby win and we lost it 2-1 you know we were up 1-0 and then we wanted to take off hakan we took off all our offensive players and we lost so yeah, shit housing does it does backfire sometimes, and we 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 were a victim of it a couple of times for sure. Yeah, I felt like Lecce started way too early with it. Like it was like sixty fourth minute, and that yes. was where I was like, "All right, this is it's uh, it's the worst feeling when you're watching like Milan or Juve, and this happens against them because you're like, ah, oh, they started too early. You know, they're gonna get a goal. That but yeah, being yeah. on the side of it where I was like, they started way too early, and this team can find a goal from one of these even at that last corner i was sitting there and i never really got to the point of dread that i was like they're never not not ever gonna score maybe a couple times while dudes mm -hmm. were lying on the floor and i was like all right like they're hacking and rolling around like if you yeah. don't get back towards the goal like if you don't get within the penalty area you're not gonna score but once we got down there and we were consistently winning corners i was like all right one of these is gonna go in and yeah no i mean one. honestly i have to I have to be honest it, it was the opposite for me because um i don't remember exactly at what point but i think there was this one last chance that we had and they saved it i'm like yo okay you know what that's it it's just not happening you know, um, I think it was before the corner. What 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 was it? What was it that led to the corner? It was a. Sh um, there were two corners. There was one. I think Demarco got in behind and tried to cut it, or there was a cross into him, and he tried to cut it back across, but he hit the defender and it dribbled out. And then you have a okay. corner from the left. That corner comes in. Uh, it's put out to the right. That corner from the right back in is the goal. Yeah, I think there was a chance before that. I was like, you know what? It's, it's just not happening. And um, to the point that even after the goal went in, 
I'm still waiting because I see that there was a chance of being of being outside, and then yeah. especially when they, when they showed the VAR, I lost my mind, you know. <laughs> but it's 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 a good feeling um, to to win like like that, you know. I just hope that they don't they don't put they don't put that they don't put us to that um, too much more. But it's it's kind of funny as an Inter fan looking looking at your team playing Lecce, and then you're like, yes, seeing them take off a player because that's a team that you're supposed to be dominating. But that's I'll admit that's where I was like because to me they had the control of the match at that point, but then I think he took the coward's way the coward's way out in my opinion by taking off his attacking options and he kind of handed us back the match and I guess thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, big thanks. <laughs> I thought the the pussy thing to do was from their goalkeeper. Like he. Has the control of the ball, he jumps down, he stays down there, I think I counted like 25 seconds or something, you know, and, and apparently there's a rule that you have to have the, the to ball for the ball, six yeah. seconds and then you have mm -hmm. to distribute it. Um, the, the ref didn't do anything? Yeah. Well, no, the ref I, couldn't, the, that was that was very far down on the list of things that he was fucking Yeah. On, so, I mean. <laughs> no, but why no don't, why, why is that like, that's like the most common time-wasting tactic and like it's the least enforced one even though it's one of the rules or guys. an actual rule, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like there was a striker that I read about that he used to like go to towards the goalkeeper and just like start counting with his, counting. Uh, with his hands. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just do that, you know. Well, I don't know. But I think in the end all of, all of us were like, were like this. Um, <laughs> like Sean, look at this guy. I think he even throws the pillow in the air. Look at this face. You, you, you could tell this guy came from like, it was like, damn, bro, it's been a long one. <laughs> and uh, it'll age you. Um, it's it's tough. Um, I'm glad I was home alone yesterday. Um, because there were times I was groaning and yelling and you know, <laughs> not happy, like Barilla blasting the ball over the crossbar more times than I can count. Um, that's yeah. dramatic. I think it was only like two or three times, but it just came at times where you have sustained pressure and the ball just kind of bounces back out to him. And instead of, you know, recycling play, you know, resetting, it's just I'm going to kick an NFL field goal. And we're going to start over. The goalkeeper is going to walk around for 10 seconds. The ball boys are going to forget where all the balls are. Like, all of that comes right after that. Or, like, anytime there was a foul. Anytime there was a point where someone could time waste, I was just like, y'all, you can't let them do that. Like, you have to take that opportunity yeah. away. And I felt like Barella didn't have the greatest game. I mean, he was the no. most noticeable of the three midfielders. I will give him that. He was working the hardest, I think. Yeah, but For sure. It just – he was making some bad decisions at the wrong moment. Yeah. Do you remember towards the end when the referee gave some some bullshit foul to Lecce when their guy was trying to time waste and Barella stole the ball from him? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, it was it was all little moments like that that tells that told me, like, yo, the referee just was not having it with us today. And he just – he looked young, too. I don't think I've seen him in the league. He was – it, that was one of the big things is like he's new. I don't know if maybe he's just up from Syria B or if they're giving him experience before he goes to Syria B. Why, why is he doing our games? I don't know. Who did Milan have? I mean, I don't uh, – it's too early. To play yeah, they got – they got that penalty sure. that they got 
was yeah. less of a penalty than the Jekko thing in my opinion. I mean to me here's here's my thought on Milan's Pernon penalty. To me, look watching it live, it was a 50-50. If it was something that he called on the pitch, I wouldn't have any issue with it. But the fact that he chose not to call it on the pitch and then VAR made him go and reverse it. Like, I didn't see any clear and obvious error there. You know, it looks like Calabria went over on the ball and then causing them the collision, causing them to, to go into the collision with Sopi. You know, so to me, I found that curious. There wasn't anything for him to reverse. But had it been given on the pitch, I wouldn't have had any issues with it uh, either way. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to dwell on it too much because they still deserve to win and they won by two goals. But yeah, definitely, they shouldn't have had a penalty, in my opinion. Yeah, it's just more an example for me because that's the first game that I watched yesterday that there's still no consistent implementation of VAR. There's no consistent refereeing, even though every year the refs say that, oh, we're not going to call the little touch fouls. We're going to let things go. We're going to call it the right way. And it's the same thing every year. Um, That's just kind of what I wanted to point out. I mean, it's a very obvious low-hanging fruit, but – it's still something that you know will grind your gears when it's one-one in the 90th minute, and someone can just roll around on the floor, or the goalkeeper can you know take a nap. Like you can't and have nothing that happen. happens. Yeah, yeah. That's you guys want to check out the comments? Yeah, I was about to go there. Let's see, um, Mattia. Uh, this club's going to kill me, I think. Uh, we all felt that way. Um, Mr. Pleasant asking if everyone's recovered. Uh, yeah, but wins uh, a W there at the end, I mean, that'll kind of help. I mean, the heart palpitations, you know, you feel yeah. it for, what, like 30 minutes to an hour afterwards, mm. like just that, like, adrenaline of... Yeah, shout out, shout out to Saif, because we saw um, the post that Saif made with like he had he had the heart monitor he had oh, the yeah. the blood pressure thing everything for like that's pretty much a kid that you need to be an Inter fan because this shit fucks up your 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 health. Only thing he's missing is like um some tint some tinting products to 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 to, to tint your gray hairs because that's one thing that the, the the club does to you as well. But yeah, uh, <coughs> yeah. We got um hi there here um Brazo and Gosens clearly not match fit. Um, Aslani and Bellanova, we didn't see, um, don't really understand the decision. Um, I don't think Bellanova would have been a good option in this match. I think Mm -hmm. this is a match where you need a more decisive profile. And I don't think he's that yet. Um, it's going to take some time for him to be that Aslani. I wanted him to start, especially Brozovic wasn't fit. Um, I didn't want to put Brozovic through the ringer that we know he's going to go through, but I guess we saw why he shouldn't have as well. I mean, he looked a little shaky, um, but he'll he'll play himself into form. I'm I'm not worried about that. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, what else? Uh, Dumfries man of the match for Mattia. Uh, Risto says everyone has to subscribe or Inter won't win next week. Um, uh, if everyone if everyone actually subscribes. The bigger thing would be if Risto actually appeared. Exactly. Yeah, if everybody <laughs> subscribes, Risto promises to be present for the next episode. Is <laughs> we're gonna see the uh, we're gonna see <laughs> we're gonna see a, a Sasquatch signing a sighting. <laughs> um, Mr. Pleasant talking about uh, Leche's um, game plan that we were talking about. Take your opponent down to your level, and you're good to go. That's what Leche did, and that's what you do if you want to win. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, it's. 
it, it's just the the fact of football. Like one of the matches that Interisti loved the most is you know the second leg of the Champions League semifinal 2010. And what was that? That was an entire 90 minutes of that kind of shithouser. Suffering, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I if, guess, it ha- if it happens for you, it's great. If it's against you, it's the worst thing in the world. Exactly. I mean, I guess the result determines how you feel about it. Because at the end, like yesterday, after after we won at the very, very last minute, it felt more like, like oh, something like going on a roller coaster. Like, it's fun. You're like, you're scared. You have some, some scary moments. But at the end, you, it's fun and you probably want to do it again. But had we lost, it would have been like, damn, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's it fun to you, too. Oh, my God. It's fun to you, too. You have, like, the whole day ahead of you in, in America. I have to go at bed at, like, 11. How am I supposed to go to bed with, like, 190 poles? Yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, after that, like, I, like, I got to cook dinner. I went out, whatever. Like, I don't know. You get your mind off of it, especially with a loss. I don't know. Losses can kind of ruin a day in America, but also you have the rest of it. Like, I wouldn't want to go oh, to bed with that being the last thing I did that day watching Inter lose. Uh, Roma just scored. Who? Who? Oh, my stream is way I behind. Think is uh, Ocristante. From where from where I was, it kind of looked like Dybala because I think yeah. it's a left it's a left footed strike. Yeah, but... I, I just saw it. Yeah, Cristante. Um. Roma, I think that's still a team we talked about last week. That's going to be one to watch. Um, I don't know when we play them, but that's gonna that'll be mm. an interesting match. Um, Matty had a question here as well. Um, what do you think about the new away kits? Um, obviously, we didn't know about them until like three days ago. I mean, you knew yeah. from renderings if you're into yeah. following that type of thing, but actually seeing them on the pitch, I really like them. I think the colors are cool. I think the map idea is cool um yeah solid kit yeah no actually i I love it um to me it's up there with remember the the light blue kit we had the first season that lukaku came i think it's up there with that kit for me i I love the concept um personally um that's one of the things i I love the most about the club is the whole brothers brothers of the world thing um the inclusivity and stuff having that you know on the shirt and having the the map in there is is definitely something that I love. I can't wait to get it. I just want to make sure that the Mercado is over first, that we don't sell anybody. Because last year I bought the Lukaku kit, as you guys know, and then he left. So I want to wait till the end of the Mercado before I order my kits. Same with me, the Ooh. Chinese one. <laughs> uh, well, you're not going to be out that much money anyway if you do that. You're fine. Eh. True. <laughs> no, but no, yeah, uh, I, re- I like it a lot. And I think it being a Brothers of the World concept really helps the brand over here as well. Of so. course. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, they, they did the kit for us. The enter is like, yo, we got this podcast that's been popping. Like, we got to do a kit for them. You know, thank you. Thank, thank you, enter. You want uh, And before the cease and desist comes like next <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know why uh, the kids producers or the kid manufacturers, designers, whatever, they're afraid to make like creative kits. Like you, all you see nowadays is like the same monochromatic, uh, minimalistic kit. And, like, it's like, you know, you have the one that's behind Dave on his wall. That's a, that's a beauty of a kit to me. You know, the color, the, 
the whatever is here across the chest you know it's it's something different you know so when you look at, at a collection like for 10 or 15 or 20 years back like you can see oh they had this you know they had the sprite kit they had the red kit that mm -hmm. i vividly remember palacio wearing <laughs> you know you have the all sorts of kits you know it's, i really don't know why why most manufacturers don't try and do something else i don't know You're i right. love a, i love a good you know just basic like home intricate where it's just the blue and the black you don't have the zigzags you don't have like the broken thing across the middle from a few years ago you don't have like the barcode like yeah. just just give me the stripes give me the black and the blue the colors that like you know everyone is repping and like that i can be good with that we need one of those like it's been a few years well, like, this year's kind of i that's what i was about to say year, so I, don't, I don't like the collar thing going on the neck, it, makes, yeah, yeah. it makes it feel like something from like the tour de france or something like i feel like lance armstrong would wear that while like and if, if you look around and if you look around i think i think that's that's nike's design for the year like all of their teams um they that's the same kind of neck that they have yeah barca's you know, got it this year mm -hmm. Chelsea, Look, say what you want um puma third kid from last year where they have the the name of the club across here uh that, yeah. Th those are some, you know, I don't know what weed they were smoking. Maybe Figo well, you were just talking about how you wanted people to do creative things, and now you're like, no, hey, yeah, creative like ass. Like you like it. that? It's a one-off kit. I think it's great. No, no I mean, crap. but you know, it's something original. They they gave all the teams the same one, pretty much with their color. Like to me, that was lazy. What do you think, Mikey? Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of those. That's why I thought you were going. If, if, I just if, if assumed that you were going to say something bad about them because like, I thought I thought he was actually talking about the the come kit you know which one the one milan had milan and the big white stain in the middle you know you know yeah yeah i, think. I don't know what the hell they were doing with that one yeah that was like one or two times last season right yeah, Hold yeah on. I, I need to google this word for i don't know word. i don't know if you need to google that word come for word kit. please don't put it on the screen this is so <laughs> i'm i'm sure you're gonna find it if you type that yeah um but <laughs> the first link i, I told you <laughs> The come kit. Uh, yeah, that's a really <laughs> bad kit. I didn't like that. I didn't like nah, that. it's it looks like the printer ran out of the color. Yeah, they couldn't afford all the ink, but they still won the Serie A that season, which is something. But yeah, how are we feeling? I guess pretty much after one week of Serie A, are there any teams that have stood out outside? Well, I'm even like not talking about Inter because that wasn't much of a standout. Mm -hmm. Um does did anybody look like outstandingly good or outstandingly bad or what milan's gonna um, be the to beat <laughs> i mean yeah i mean they're they're the they're the champions so by default i guess you got to give them that respect they they do also have a swagger that comes with it that you just can't buy and you just they earned it last year uh you can see they're playing they played a little loose yesterday and to me um it's been very limited matches. I've only watched four matches so far, and of course, it's, it's match day one. But if I have to choose a team, then yeah, so far Milan are the team that I'll say they look like they look like uh, a team that they, they didn't miss it. They they haven't missed a step from last year. They hit the ground running. Yeah, I mean, they went down early, and I thought like, oh, we're back to the Milan of old. But then they get the penalty handed to them, and then they score some actual like decent goals. Um, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the meltdown has not started yet for them, but it's it's match day one. Um, 
Verona and Napoli play tomorrow, and then Juventus and Sassuolo as well. So there's two more glimpses into, I guess, what yeah. what we're going to see from the top teams this season. Mm-hmm. But for me, as long as Inter takes care of their business, uh, we're going to be in the hunt. Um, but you've got to take care of business. Like the matches like yesterday that I would say last season, a lot of the matches that went that way were draws. Like you didn't get that goal at the end, but you had 30 chances, 10 on goal, one goal. The other team has one chance, one goal. And yeah you're just absolutely flabbergasted. But if, you know, the little bit more of whatever it is that Lukaku brings, just his presence, and you know that if he gets onto the ball, it's going to go in the net. It may not be the prettiest, but it's going to be in the net. And yeah. having that in this team, I think, is just going to push He's going to push us over that one little bit that we need to get over the line in those matches that were 1-1s and nil nils last season. So I'm I think the way that that match went yesterday made me more confident in this team because I see that in the shit games, they can pull out the points. And that's something you're going to need. You don't want to see that, but you're not going to get good football yet when the league usually starts two weeks later than it is right now. So many players aren't fully fit yet. Um, It's just going to take some time to get actual football like being played, but if you can get the results in the meantime and they showed that they can, um, I'm pretty satisfied with that, honestly. I agree. Wins a win at the end of the day. Three points are three points. Yeah, they don't ask you how. They ask you how many. So, 100%. Um, yeah. Um, I think that's about it. Um, yeah, are there any parting words? Um, we have... Uh, what's the match next week? I know we've said it like five times, but uh, I think we have Spezia. Spezia, Spezia at home. Yeah, so Saturday um, night. Expecting mm. wins across the board or what? For sure, I I am. Um, especially coming off the the match that we had yesterday, where we had to to save it at the death. I'm glad Inzaghi took uh, exception to that, and he mentioned it in his press conference that okay, it was cool that we'd won at the 95th minute. But we need to figure out how the fuck we can't close the match before 95 minutes. I'm sorry for swearing. But um hopefully that's what we focus on in um in, in training this 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 week and the uh, we, we get more clinical. And I wanted to add, uh, I think to add to what you were saying, Mikey, about how um the way we won the match yesterday gave you confidence. It's the same thing for me. Um it seems like having that luxury of being able to lump in Lukaku, um, Lukaku Zeko and Lotaro there. Uh, just teams just can't deal with it. Just ha- just this sheer size of Lukaku and Zeko, and you have a, a Demarco just sending balls in there. You know, it's it's very very tough to defend, and I feel like that's something that's going to be very beneficial for us as the season goes along. Yeah, and I guess we do have to get to this one last thing, Mattia bringing up Inzaghi's comments before and after the match, and I I assume that's related to the transfer window and him saying mm-hmm. that, you know. He sees other teams buying players and he's everything, not yeah. anything, and he all he sees is Inter trying to sell. And we also have Marotta saying that the transfer window's closed, and well, in, in terms of departures, but yeah, I think that management and coaching is trying to use some leverage in the press to keep Suning, who already you know aren't the most popular owners in yeah. the world. It's some pressure to keep them from shaking up the 
you know, the team right here at the end, the way that they yeah. did last season. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm not um, – I think they're, they were well-timed in their smart comments. I don't have a problem with it. I think this is the first time Inzaghi's really tried to rock the boat, and I don't blame him. So, yeah, I just no. hope, that, I hope that it doesn't turn into some kind of faction war between Suning and management because that, yes. that would be terrible. But I don't think that's going to happen. Um, hmm. I think this is a stone that gets kicked down the road, hopefully, until you know, sending sell the club maybe before next summer. Yeah, me too. I, I agree with you. Very well said. Um, Dybala actually almost scored. He just hit the the post. But um, I, I agree. I feel like that's something that neither of us, n none of us really expected. Um, even watching Zong speak about Inzaghi, he's always talking about how it's, it's a pleasure working with him. He's a joy. He's a gift or whatever. Pretty much when, when when your boss is saying that, he's pretty much saying that you have no backbone and that he can walk all over you. So so um, seeing him pretty much put his foot down saying, hey, listen, um, I don't find it amusing. I'm not laughing. Um, every day we're watching our rivals bring in new players and every day we're being rival we're being rumored to be selling our, our best players. And you guys still still manage to say that we're favorites. So it doesn't make sense. So him saying that is something that um like you said, Mikey, um is gonna put pressure on Suning. And the fact that Marota said the same thing as well. It's like they're both um uh, pretty much wiping their hands like hey if anything happens it's not us and here's what we want. So Let's let's see what Suning does. Yeah, I mean, hoping for the best. I think PSG are pretty much out. I think they have something else lined up instead of Scriniar. So I think we're good. I am very scared to say that. I don't know if I. Yeah, I got a thunderstorm out there. You know how Florida goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I like you? See what you did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. You know what? No, that's too ominous. That's too ominous. All right, all right. I'm backing off of that take. I'm backing off. <laughs> so what I do like about the comments is that, you know, we are all way too comfortable with um, all the politically correct answers in the press media. You know, oh, yes, this was very good. Oh, yes, I like working with him, but a bit, a bit, a bit. Even in the NBA, even in the Premier League, everywhere you look at, you know, it's all everyone being nice with each other. I want to see more Tuchel um, Conte fights like today, you know. Fuck yes. it. I just that was so fun. Yeah, it was fun, wasn't it? You know, see, we need this. We, we need some more drama, you know. Fucking hell. I, no well, one we wants don't need to enter more drama. No, 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 no. All right. Oh, wow. I just want Inzaghi. <laughs> if Gattuso was still in the league, I can totally imagine Inzaghi and Gattuso like locking heads. That, yeah, that, that, yeah. that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Ooh, we need that with Pioli. Ooh. Oh, my That's, God. That, that <laughs> no, there will be some, there's going to be some fun when the derbies come around, I believe. With Lukaku back, I, I think it could get fun. The king of Milano. He is returned. Um,. <laughs> Yeah, sorry for anyone listening if they fell out of their chairs with uh, <laughs> that, that strike. I know it's a secret of truth, so that is shook. Um, yeah, yeah, warning uh, anyone who's listening back. Uh, it's too late to be warning, but yeah. Um, I think that's about it from me. Uh, does anybody else have you know parting words, anything they want to look for the upcoming week, anything? Um, yeah, just looking. For, actually, I'm looking forward to seeing us grab Spezia by the scruff of their necks and really have a convincing win. We we definitely need that. 
I'm looking forward to it, and I'm ho I'm hoping that Gosens could have a performance, and who else? Uh, Hakan, Brozovic, those guys, because our midfield weren't weren't they weren't good yesterday. So all of those guys, I need a good game. Um, Springer included. Hopefully, everybody can have a good game. We we keep we keep a clean sheet. Two zero three zero. Uh, I'd love that. So yeah, that's me. I ju I just want. Can you pull up the last comments from Matia? Uh yeah, hold on. I was, uh, the like, yeah, yeah. Hey. Like, subscribe, click the bell icon. Look, it's not that hard. I have it on my phone, like now. <laughs> hey, free just, numbers, just free numbers, getting our numbers up. Click. <laughs> when we started, we had one ninety. Now we have one ninety two. You know, so it it is working. Um, uh, we're yeah. actively losing followers because <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Thanks to everyone who's been around. Um, I know it's been an hour now. We still have nine on. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, appreciate the comments as always. It keeps us keeps us um, on track sometimes because we do forget mm -hmm. things because we are human and we don't get paid for this. So <laughs> it helps to have helps to have some help there on the side. We appreciate for it. for sure. Thank you guys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, without further ado, I guess um, that's it. And uh, we'll see you all next week after a win at home against Lecce. Three, two, three, two, three, two.